ladies and productive men. Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet. This, this, this fucking thing right here. This is the Kill Your Inner Loser show. Let's fucking go. We are on day, God, what are we on? Day 40, 50, 60, 50, something like that. Day something around that 50, I think. We're on day 50 of the 365-day project. I'm doing a piece of content every single day. I'm splitting that up between my YouTube channel. I'm doing YouTube videos and YouTube shorts, and I'm also doing these podcasts, and I am also writing articles and occasionally taking a BDSM or an artsy photo with some of the girls that we're seeing. So if you haven't been checking those alternative, those alternate forms of content, go check them out, particularly my YouTube channel. I'm also going to shout out my Twitter. I've been tweeting, tweeting like a motherfucker. Post every few days, I'm trying to do every day, but every few days with some motivational messages, you know, some epiphanies that I've had. It's all super positive. It's all super useful and motivational. It's basically there to add value to your life. So if you haven't been following me on Twitter, go search for kill your inner fucking loser without the fucking. So just kill your inner loser. Okay, let's get straight to it. Last month, I made that video on my YouTube channel called I Am Fucking Terrified to Post This, or I Am Fucking Terrified to Do This, and it was about how I've wanted, I've had a dream for a long time, to put my one-on-one coaching, just the one-on-one coaching, up to an enormously expensive price for an enormously long time, as in I coach people for an enormously long time for that amount of money, six months of coaching, 50,000 US dollars, let's fucking go. And I did it, right? So I did that last month. And that had terrified me. And so what I said in that video is, I want you guys and you girls to tell me what terrifies you. And I'm going to do some videos and try and do my best to help you or give you a little bit of advice or point you in the right direction. And so I've been slowly going through all of the answers and stuff that I've gotten. There's still a ton more. I really appreciate how much you all shared. And so I got one from one of my coaching clients, actually. And we're going to read this out and go through it because it's a super, oh man, he asked some like brilliant questions that I don't think I've done content on before. One of them being, you know, I'm worried that I might get complacent when I'm in a relationship with a woman. Like I won't work as hard on my goals. So, oh man, I love that. So I'll go through and read what he says and we're going to give some advice to this lovely gentleman. So he says, I think the biggest thing that, or the biggest goal that I fear is my love life goals. So this guy has a goal to have a hot redhead. He's just obsessed with redheads, which I respect, to be fair. I freaking love redheads. As a redhead myself, I don't know if that is incest, but I love redhead chicks. Imogen does as well. Like, we've dated a couple of redhead girls and like, oh my God, I love redhead. I love fair-haired girls. I love all women, but I love redheads as well. So he wants a hot redhead in an open, long-term relationship. I don't know fully what he wants. I haven't actually asked him. I don't know if he wants to have like threesomes with her or if he wants like she can go off and see other people and he can see other people. Like, I'm not sure what that looks for. Maybe he hasn't even defined that yet, but he wants an open long-term relationship. He says, I'm a pretty solitary guy and I work well on my own. The one thing I would challenge him, and he's going to listen to this. So the one thing I would challenge him on is how does he know that he works best on his own? And that's kind of going to be the theme of this podcast and this question. You know, this question of what if a woman makes me less productive? It's like, well, we haven't tested it yet. You don't know. You might actually be more productive with a woman. You might be less. You might be more. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But 
If you haven't really tested it, and a lot of you listening are what I call a lone wolf. You've done things by yourself for a long time and you tell yourself, this is just how I work best. And that's like, you haven't tried anything else though. You haven't tried having a support network. The one thing that all of my coaching clients, or the vast majority of my coaching clients seem to realize when they come to the the coaching, because they get to network with all of the other people that I'm coaching and all of the people that I've ever coached in the past, there's like a big discord group. What they realize is, holy shit, I'm 10 times more productive when I actually let people help me. When I have other people there to bounce ideas off and to give me insights and to do all of that, I'm actually like a thousand times more productive than I ever could have been on my own. Holy shit. I thought I was a lone wolf. Maybe I can be a lone wolf who also has a tribe. And so, yeah, I would just challenge him on that. He wor- Okay, to be fair, he said he works well on his own. Yes, he does. That's true. But what we're going for is max efficiency and just including a couple of extra people in your life to give you feedback, to keep you accountable, all of that stuff. I've never seen a single person who was less productive or less ass kicking when they had other people pushing them ever. I've never, I've never seen a single person who works better on their own. You can work well on your own. And to be fair, that's what he said, but you can work better with other people. At least in my experience, I'm yet to see an exception to that. He says, most of the things I've done well at so far, like building my game, he's, he's developing a video game, came from ignoring other people and just doing what I want without distractions. I guess my fears are having a close relationship, as in, you know, like a, with a woman, means that I will be understood. Actually, I tell you what, we're going to do this one second. I want it because he's written out a couple of fears. I want to I want to do the first fear first. So let me move these around. Okay, so the first, we're going to do his second fear first. So. This is the fear. A woman could easily be a drain on my goals and a net negative. Plenty of men get complacent when they get a girlfriend. Okay, so good. Yes, I really like this question because this is like a lot of guys' fears. And to be fair, some women have this too. But generally speaking, it tends to be men that worry about this, right? And I had the same sort of fears in the early years with Imogen. I really did. I had done a lot of things by myself. I always used to be the lone wolf as well. I told myself, I, you know, I had a big chip on my shoulder and so much to prove. And I was like, I have to do everything by myself. Like, I just work better by myself. I'm solitary. I don't need friends. I don't need anyone. And again, as soon as I started including other people in my life and letting them help me, I was 10 times more productive. So there's that. But yeah, I, I, I came from the same mindset of like, I have to do everything by myself. I just want everyone to leave me alone and ignore me. And I can just do what I want without distractions. And so the prospect of being in a relationship was absolutely terrifying. I have so much to say on this because I know this is such a, like a lot of you have this fear. The first thing I'll say, okay, here's the first thing I will say. Go to my YouTube channel, go to the playlists Click on the relationships playlist and watch every fucking video in there. Even if you're not in a relationship right now, even if you don't think you'll be in one for a couple of years, all of those videos apply to casual relationships and casual sex and hooking up and all of that as well. But go through that playlist. And what you're going to see as you watch all the videos is one thing that I really recommend is taking your time getting into a relationship. I'm not someone that would ever recommend anyone just jump into a relationship within the first month. Like, in fact, what I say is build it up over about six months and take, it doesn't have to be exactly six months, but that's just a nice 
target to aim for, to build it up, to build intimacy, to build trust, to get to know each other, to see each other's deal breakers, to share some stories, to go through some struggles together, to learn each other, to have that vulnerability and that understanding and that intimacy and all of that, you build that up. I'm not a fan of just rushing into a relationship. It's not even rushing, just labeling a relationship after like one month or two months or three months going, all right, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now. And it's like, no, you're not. You don't know each other. You haven't been together for long enough to even understand each other's like hopes and dreams and wants and desires and preferences and soul and all of that. You just stuck a big fat fucking label. You got a sticky note and you write boyfriend, girlfriend, and you just put it on the other person's forehead and said, you're my girlfriend now. And it's like, bro, have some respect for the sanctity of a relationship. It's it's intimacy, it's trust, you're building that up. So all of those videos will probably help with this. And what you're going to see there is because I say to take your time with it and to build it up, what that is giving you is that is giving you a chance to learn to be productive with someone else in your life, slowly seeing them more and more and more. Another thing that I recommend is to only see them and this isn't a hard and fast rule, but I recommend to see them once a week, twice, you know, fine if you absolutely have some weeks where you want to see them twice, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend at the start seeing them like three or four or five or six times in a week, because then yes, you aren't likely or you are likely to not have your own life going on. This is something that I've stuck to for basically the last like five or six years. I will see girls once, maybe twice a week until it's been a long time. And I don't just sit there and say, all right, has it been six months yet? No, no, no. Okay. Like, no, it's more like, you know, it doesn't have to be a hard and fast six month rule, but if you're someone that's struggling to have your own boundaries, and really that's what we're talking about, that's this whole conversation. This conversation is a conversation about boundaries. If you're someone that hasn't really built boundaries in a relationship, like if you haven't had a bit of practice with relationships or casual dating or any of that sort of stuff, then some of these rules can be, and they're not rules, but some of these guidelines can be very helpful, right? Because it's like a template. It's like a blueprint. It's like, okay, okay, I'll just see her once a week and even tell her that, be honest about it. Just say, hey, I'd like for us to see each other once a week. That way I can keep my independence. That way I can keep working on my goals and the things that are important to me. And I want you to do the same. I want you to have your friends and your goals and, you know, the things that you're working on. And then when we come together, we get to share. We've got a lot to share because we haven't seen each other for a week. There's going to be so much to talk about. The sex is going to be great. It's good. I really like that. Like, you be, be clear about this shit. But when you're doing that, you're giving yourself that boundary, I guess, or you're showing yourself that the most important thing in this relationship is me. And for her, the most important thing in the relationship is her. I've said this many, many, many times, a really good book on this, and I would recommend this as well is I need your love. Is that true? By Byron Katie. And she talks a lot about like boundaries and integrity as well in that book. And as she says, and as I say all the time, you want to put yourself first. And the girl that you're with, the woman that you're with, wants to put herself first too. That's a healthier relationship, is both people having independence and putting themselves first and then coming together as a beautiful bonus where they give each other whatever they have to give, whatever they want to give, and it adds value to both of their lives. And so, you know, the concern here is like, I'm worried that she will distract me. It's like, no, not if you have some healthy boundaries. And remember that she's not the enemy in that. She's on your team. You literally tell her. And that's going to be my second bit of advice is like, tell her, say, hey, listen, I really like you. I really like where this is going. 
This is really fun. I really enjoy my time with you. I'll be honest. I like you so fucking much that I feel like this could be a distraction. So like, can you please help me as best you can, like to really just make sure that I'm working on the things that are important to me? It would mean a lot to me if maybe we can see each other, like I said, once a week, maybe twice a week if, you know, here and there, but it would mean a lot to me if you could help me stick to that. Cause I, you know, these goals are really important and I can definitely see a part of myself that because I like you so much, I can definitely see a part of me that wants to hang out with you more. Cause I really like when we hang out. It's really nice. Like you're a good guy. I really like you. And you bring her onto your team and help her help you. And you can do the same for her as well. you say to her, Hey, listen, a big important part of a relationship is independence and both people being whole, complete people, and then they come together and add value to each other's lives, not using each other to feel complete, not like, oh my God, you're my other half, I need you. And so how can I help you with your goals? Like, what are you working on? What are you, what things are important to you? What things in life would be really cool for you to have? And I can help you get them. And you enable each other to be the best versions of yourself. And so this fear is kind of like, man, a woman... I can rewrite your fear here as, or this guy's fear as like a woman is going to be the other and she's going to be like a succubus that like drains my time, like almost like she's the enemy. It's like, not if you bring her onto your team and treat her like a teammate where you both want this common goal and you're both moving towards the same thing. And the vast majority, I'm just going to say the vast, vast, vast majority of women want independence. Even the ones who are codependent, they don't like that part of themselves. No codependent person goes, yeah, I really love that I'm clingy. I really love that I need you and I have to manipulate you into doing what I want and I'm jealous and insecure. I love that part of me. It's beautiful. Yeah, what a beautiful part of me being an insecure mess. I love that. No, nobody fucking talks like that. So I can probably go so far as to say nobody wants to be codependent. Everybody wants to be independent. It's just that a lot of people don't have the tools for that or they don't realize that they could be that way. And so bring her onto your team. Another thing you can do is tell your friends. Let your friends help you be accountable. Tell your friends, hey, listen, bros, you know, I have some goals that are really important to me right now. A woman definitely fits into that. But right now, I don't have a lot of experience with dating and relationships. I'm kind of a little bit worried that like, I don't want to sit there and be worried, but I just want to make sure that I'm keeping my independence right? I want to make sure that I'm keeping my productivity as best as I possibly can. Can you guys help me be accountable? Once a week, I'm going to put a reminder in my phone or in my calendar to just send you guys a message and just say like, all right, hey, I saw her once a week this week. It was great. Here's what we did. Like, I'll just sort of keep myself or I'll talk about more the independence that I'm building. Because again, remember, we don't want to sit there and not do something. We don't want to have a loser's mindset. So what I mean by that is I wouldn't sit there and go like, okay, I have to make sure she doesn't drain me. I have to make sure she's not a negative. No, that's you being negative. That's a, that's a loser's kind of mindset. That's you playing not to lose. Remember that we're all here to win men and women. We're all playing to lo- to, to win. So focus on the win. Say, okay, how did I build my independence this week? How did I really focus on being awesome and productive? How did I have a great time with her and have a great time by myself? Like, and that's what you share with your friends to keep yourself accountable. I recommend all of you and I make my coaching clients do this. I recommend all of you have a weekly accountability check-in with someone like 
with a friend or someone who's on the same path as you or someone on my forums. Or again, if you're in my coaching programs, I pair people up and I say, all right, you find someone else and in the group and be each other's accountability partner. And that person can be the one who once a week just says, hey, are you building your independence? Are you keeping your independence? Are you having fun with that? Are you really working on your goals? Like, again, phrase it in a positive way. Don't say, are you making sure that she's not draining you? No, don't phrase it like that. Build something. And you can even get that person to do the same with the girl that you're seeing. Again, this is more for, well, this is more for once you've seen her for a little bit. But you can, part of your accountability partner or the check-in, they could say, and is she building her independence? Again, I would more do that once you've been seeing each other for a little bit, for a couple of months, maybe three months. But be working on your independence from the very beginning. This is something that I do or Imogen and I do with every girl that we date. The girl that we're dating right now, she is, we've been like gently pushing her to build her in, and she's she was already fairly independent, but you know, just encouraging those parts of her, like, hey, why don't you do more art? And she's like, oh yeah, I'd really like, and I was like, just do a three, six, five project. Do one of these fucking things every single day. And God bless her bloody soul. She took me up on it. She's on like day 50 or whatever at this point. And, you know, just pushing her to read some self-help books, you know, encouraging her when she says, hey, I hung out with my friend and we opened up about this and it was really good. It's like, yeah, great. Like keep doing that stuff. And just encouraging and this isn't just the people that you date. Encourage everyone's independence. You know what I mean? Encourage everyone's growth and and self-love and all of that stuff. So that's something you can push with any women that you date. But yeah, I wouldn't sit there and stress so much about them being a drain on your goals and a net negative. That's a sort of a loser's mindset. I would switch that and go, okay, how can I do everything I can to win? How can I play to win? How can I absolutely make sure that she's adding to my life? And a big part of that is you adding to her life and adding to your own life. If you want a woman to add to your life, you fucking add to your own life and then you add to her and she'll follow suit or she won't and that's fine and you'll just end things and find someone who will. But I wouldn't sit there going like, oh man, how can I make sure she doesn't drain me because you're going to be obsessed with this idea of draining. That's not winning. That's playing just not to lose. Okay, so play to win. How can I get her to be a net positive? Or more importantly, how can I be a net positive on my own life and be a net positive on her? And if she's a net positive on mine, cool. If she isn't, I don't give a shit. I'll just say goodbye. Like almost like you're taking away all the expectations or the pressure for her to even be a net positive on your life. Because think about the worst case scenario here. Imagine she isn't a net positive on your life. What are you going to do? You're going to ask yourself the four questions that I've talked about, the four questions that are important for any relationship which is, am I happy? Is the other person happy? Is that person a net positive on my life? And am I a net positive on their life? Those are the only four questions that matter in a relationship. And so you'll ask yourself those four questions. Is she a net positive in my life? And you'll go, ah, no. Okay, well, then I can either change something or improve something, or I can spend less time with her and just make it more casual, or I can talk to her, and I would recommend that, and say, like, hey, you know, I really like you, but I want this to be a net positive. Do you think this is something you could do? If not, hey, brilliant. Like, let's go separate ways. I'm not going to control you and force you to do something. And if ultimately she can't be a net positive or she isn't a net positive, then you just say, hey, this was really fun. I'm really glad we met. I really hope you find what you're looking for. I'm going to go in a different direction. Thank you so much for being in my life. I really appreciate you. Done. That's it. 
That's the worst thing that happens is you find out she's not a net positive. Man, she is kind of draining me. And then you just go, okay, hey, I don't really want to do this anymore. If you trust yourself and your own boundaries, if you trust your integrity and your ability to just say, I don't want this, this isn't good for, I don't believe this is good for me. If you can just trust that part of yourself, then you don't have to worry about like other people being a drain on you or other people doing this. Because again, the worst case scenario is you just say, hey, I don't like this situation and you or you and her fix it or you walk away. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You will always have the option to walk away. That will always be there. Always. More actionable tips that I can give you to make sure that you have your independence is you can do something that Imogen and I call do not disturb time. And so every day we will have some time that we call do not disturb time. And that can either be a chunk of time or it can be, you know, don't disturb me until 2 p.m. or don't disturb me until 4 p.m. Like whatever it is that you decide and decide this together, right? And you sit down and you say, okay, so for these hours, we can't disturb each other. Like, I want to make sure we don't disturb each other. So you can't text me or you can text me, but I won't read it, you know, until after the time. Or if you're at a point where you're living together, and I really wouldn't do that until you've been together for a long time. But if you're living together or if you're just seeing each other a lot, and again, I wouldn't see each other more than once or twice a week until you've been together for a decent amount of time, you know, like six months, like build up to it. Yeah. Make sure you actually know the person and like them before you start spending all your goddamn time with them. That's how you keep your independence. But when you are at that point, or if you get to that point where you are spending a lot of time together, what you can do is have this do not disturb time. You say, okay, listen, hey, I really love you, or I really like you, and I really love spending time with you. It's amazing. But I also love my goals. I love my goals to bits. My goals and my mission are the most important part of my life. They're more important than this relationship. They will always be that way. And I recommend everyone be like that. I recommend women be like that, men be like that. Always have your higher purpose or your goals or the, the things that bring you joy, your hobbies, whatever it is. Have that as your most important. Like I'm talking about self-love here, self-care. The things that make you happy. Have them way above a relationship. God. Because if you're not happy, what's the point in being a relationship? How can you possibly give love to the other person if you don't love yourself? Or if you're not in touch with the love you have inside yourself. So put yourself first always and be very honest about that. Like men and women, be very honest. Just say like, no, yeah, hey, my life and my hobbies and my friends and my goals and the things that are very important to me, they will always be like the most important thing to me. They'll even be above my children. They will be like, yeah, you got to love yourself above your children. That's the, the thing that lots of parents don't want to hear. No, I'm going to be a martyr and love my children above all else. And it's like, all right, well, what about when you're having a bad day? Do you just sacrifice your own happiness and just slaughter yourself at the altar of martyrdom just for your children? Your children don't want that. They want a happy mummy and a happy daddy. You got to love yourself for at least like, just take five minutes to meditate before you go and like, you know, make your kids dinner or whatever. Take five minutes to be grateful for something in your life before you go and be a mum for freaking 12 hours in a row. That entire 12 hours, spend the entire time going, man, I'm, I'm really grateful. My life is amazing. I have so much abundance. Like do the self-care, the self-love stuff. You know what I mean? Anyway, back on point. So you can do this like do not disturb time where you basically say, hey, like my goals are so important to me. You're important to me too. But the goals are so important to me. They really are. So what I would like us to do is have a period of time 
or again, you could have a certain block, you could have, you know, don't disturb until 2pm. And you say, let's not disturb each other. And this isn't me just telling you, hey, you don't bother me. No, it goes both ways. I want you to be productive. I want you to have some self-care time. And sometimes what will happen in, you know, a relationship like this is, and if you've, if you've set it off to the right, if you've set it off on the right foot, as in if from the very beginning where you've been dating, it's been casual and you've been building it up and, and building that intimacy and getting to know each other and learning and all of that and pushing her with her goals and she's pushing you with your goals, then this conversation goes very easily, right? Because you're like, hey, I'd like us to have some do not, you do it from the very beginning. You're like, hey, my goals are very important. And if she doesn't have a lot of goals, she'll quickly see that goals are so important to you. And because you're sharing how many successes you have and how happy your goals make you and how they improve your life and all of that, at some point she'll go, oh man, maybe I should get some goals. These goals seem cool. This guy's so ambitious. Maybe I can be too. And you encourage that. You actively say, hey, what's important to you? What do you want? What can I help you with? What can I push you with? What things in your life would be really cool to have? And you push her in that direction. And so whenever you have this conversation, and I'd recommend doing it early, but when you have this conversation where you say, hey, my goals are super important. I want some time to myself every single day where I just work on the goals. It's the most important thing. Then she'll go, yeah, cool. Me too. Yeah. I would. Are you kidding me? I'd love some extra time to work on my art. Oh man, I would love some time to just go see my friends. Are you kidding me? That's beautiful. Yes, please. Cool. Great. And what you're going to find is you'll both be really grateful for that space and that time to work on your goals. And then when you do come together afterwards, you're like, man, hey, I'm really grateful that you gave me some time today. Thank you for, for helping me work on. And then she'll say, I'm really grateful that you gave me some time. I got to see my friends and we did this and we did that. And then we talked about this and you're like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. Awesome. Cool. That's the value of independence is two people going off, living the lives they want to live and then coming back and sharing that. And being grateful for each other. And so that do not disturb time can be so unbelievably helpful. It really, really, really can. So again, the answer to this question is to have a winner's mindset and say, how do I build this independence? How do I keep my independence? How do I build my independence every single day? Don't just keep it, build it. How do I help her build her independence? And then there isn't an idea of a drain on your goals and a net negative. Now, to be clear, Time you spend with a girl or a woman is time that you could have been working on your goals. But what is one of your goals? One of your goals, this guy, and for, for most of you, is to have an amazing relationship, right? I'm sure you don't just want a crappy relationship. None of you want a crappy relationship. You want a good one. So all of the time that you spend with a woman or any women listening, all of the time that you spend with a man, spend that time building the relationship. Don't just sit there and watch fucking Netflix together. Don't just sit there and watch movies and dick around. Don't just sit there and fuck around on YouTube or just piss off all the time. Like, no, spend that time building intimacy. I have so many tips on this. Again, go to my YouTube channel, click on the playlists, click on the relationships playlist and watch all of those. I'm going to do plenty more content over the coming years on relationships and how to build them. Another thing you can do is you can go onto Amazon or eBay or anywhere else and search for couples card games. And what these things are is they're just a, a bunch of cards 
and you ask each other these really deep and personal questions. Like they're really deep philosophical questions where you get to know the person on a deep level. You ask about their childhood, you ask about their hopes and their dreams and their philosophies and you know, all of the kind of deep secrets that we don't necessarily share until like, like we open up at some point if you practice it, but a lot of people never open up about that stuff. These card games are a really nice little icebreaker to get you both to start opening up and start like building that intimacy and building that relationship and talking about your shared vision of the future and pushing each other with your goals and being more productive and pushing her with her self-improvement. And she pushes you with yours. You can get it to a point where every Basically, every single second that you're spending together is building something. Like every second that I am with Imogen, we are building something. Another thing you can do is you can write down all of the things that bother you, like some of the limiting beliefs that you have or the negative thoughts that come into your head sometimes, or maybe some stuff from the past that you've held on to, or some people in the past that have annoyed you, or some people, some things right now that annoy you, or some things you want to change. Write it all down on a big piece of paper. And make this a continuous thing. Do this every single week. And she does the same. She writes down all her shit that bothers her and the limiting beliefs and stuff she's scared of. Fears are another good thing to write and talk through. Insecurities, doubts, feeling like you're not going to make it, feeling like you don't deserve something, all of that. You write it all down and she writes it all down. And once a week, or you can do this every day if you want to, you both kind of just go through each other's lists and you don't have to rush through the whole list, you know, take your time, but you, you'll pick a couple of things and you'll talk about it and getting the other person's outside perspective because they're not the one that's currently feeling this fear. They can read it and go, oh my God, sweetie, I had no idea that you were insecure about this thing. Oh my fucking God, let's solve this. Let's talk through how we can start taking some of those baby steps. I I would like you to feel free of this. Let's Let's do that. That's you like... Spending your time with the other person, building intimacy, building trust, building love, building something really magical and beautiful. And guess what? It's really fucking productive. It's you moving towards peace and love, or it's you getting in touch with the peace and love that's inside you. It's you moving towards enlightenment and freedom and being more chill and calm. It's both of you doing that together and helping each other. You're, you're basically facilitating that process for the other person. You're, you're giving them a space to, you're holding space for them. You're letting them talk about some of their deepest fears and insecurities and doubts and all of that. And you're just like listening because it's very easy to listen because it's not you going through that shit. You're just like, oh yeah, cool. I, I'm the outside person. It's very easy for me to listen to this. And so you just sort of listen and hold space. You don't even have to do anything. Half the time, just fucking listening to them is all you really need to do. So please don't think that this is some big, scary thing. You don't have to have the answers to their problems. Just fucking listen. And then at the end, even if you don't know what to say, you just say, I hear you. I I'm listening. I'm here. You can even just say, I'm here for you. I'm here. You can even be honest and say, I don't know how to fix this, but I'm here for you. I really appreciate you sharing this with me. Like, please share this shit more. And look, help them look for a solution if you want to, obviously, but even just hearing is like amazing. And so that is the most like productive time and the most intimacy building thing that you can do in a relationship. It really is. As well as those card games that I talked about, as well as talking about your shared vision of the future and talking about her goals and hopes and dreams and your goals and hopes and dreams and talking each other through that, doing an accountability check-in. This is something that I do with Emmy every single week. And we've done this for years. We will once a week, we'll spend the day together 
and we'll go over the things we did that week and we'll go over some of the things that were the habits that we're trying to build. We'll talk about what we're going to do next week, what our successes were, what we are grateful for, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We do that once a week and you can do this in a casual relationship, by the way. This doesn't even have to be a serious relationship. You can just meet once a week or even do it on Zoom or leave each other a voice message or whatever you want to do and just push each other with your goals. Like that is so incredibly productive. The person can be your biggest cheerleader in case it's not clear. And I've said this many, many times, but I will underline it one more time. Everything that I've built over the last five years, do you have any fucking idea how much Imogen has helped facilitate that? So many things that I was utterly terrified of and so many of the accomplishments and the goals that you've seen me achieve behind that was her listening to me for like four or five hours or sometimes 20 hours of like just over a couple of weeks or months of just fucking listening to me while I just talk about what I'm going to do or how scared I am or how I really want to do this thing. And I'm just trying to map out in my brain and out loud verbally, like how I can actually start taking action on this. So many insights that she has given me, so many epiphanies that she has given me, like really life-changing epiphanies from just one sentence that she says. And I'm like, oh my God, holy shit. Probably the biggest one that I've ever had was I used to push myself all the time, even when I was sick. If I was really tired and sick and just, I would just push myself and I'd get frustrated when I didn't do as much as I would have done if I was healthy, right? And I was really frustrated that it's like, I can remember this one walk that we went on where I was really frustrated. And I just, I just talked and hashed it all out. And I said, I'm just so annoyed. Like I'm, I'm trying to build this goddamn like business and we can't even pay the fucking bills. And it's so stressful. And I'm, why do I have to be sick right now? I just, I just want to be able to do as much content as I normally can. It's so annoying. And she said, maybe on a day when you're sick or when you're not as motivated, Maybe the goal isn't a hundred percent output. Maybe the goal isn't to do as much output as you normally would. Maybe all that matters is a hundred percent input. Maybe all that matters is, did you try the hardest that you possibly could on that day under those circumstances? Maybe you just need to stop aiming for a hundred percent output every day and aim for a hundred percent input every day. And when she said that, I was like, oh my fucking God, this might be the smartest thing this woman has ever said. And I just meditated on that for a while and I did a podcast on it immediately. And I was like, this is actually fucking genius. This might be the smartest. That's been life-changing for me. Do you know how many clients I've given that to? That's been so incredibly shaping. And, you know, this fear that this guy has, and a lot of us have, women have this fear too. Women have this fear too. But this fear that a lot of guys have of like, you know, a woman could be a drain on my goals and she could be a net negative. It's like, not if you build like a relationship where she's able to be a net positive, like where she pushes you to be a better man, where she wants you to be the best goddamn version of yourself that you ever could be because she sees that that's what you want. And she's there with the pom-poms as your biggest cheerleader going, yay, hey, you can make it. And then she goes and does her goals and you're standing there with your fucking pom-poms going, hell yeah, woman, you can make this. And so if you have that winner's mindset and you build a relationship that's based on self-improvement, which is why I say probably the only thing I would say is mandatory for all of you listening for a relationship is that the other person has to be into self-improvement. I think that's the only thing I'd say is mandatory. Everything else is whatever preferences or dynamic you want. But I think the self-improvement thing is the only thing I'd say 
is a, a non-negotiable. And they don't have to be massively into self-improvement at the start. You can help facilitate that for them, but they have to be open to it. They have to get to a point, and this is why I say take your time with a relationship. Take your time building up to it. So you can see if the person is actually into self-improvement or if they're just pretending to be because they think that's what you want them to do. Six months or a year is like more than enough to see like, oh, okay, this person isn't faking it. They've actually achieved some big goals that required a lot of like, you know, time, a lot of patience. Okay. They are actually serious about self-improvement. So you can facilitate the other person's self-improvement and push them and encourage them and all of that. Yes. But I would say it's pretty mandatory to find someone who's into self-improvement for all of you listening. Not everyone on the planet cares about being a better version of themselves. Although I think they do. I think they just tell themselves they don't, or they're scared or they have limiting beliefs or whatever. I think everyone wants to be better. That's part of the human condition. Might even be part of just animals in general. They want to grow. They want abundance. We all seem to want that. So yeah, I'll go on to the second fear that he has, which is having a close relationship like this means that I will be understood and scrutinized more than I ever have been before. Yes. And that is a beautiful fucking thing because that will show you what you can still work on in yourself. Yes. Being in a relationship will bring up a lot of your insecurities and your vulnerabilities. And the beautiful thing is there is you go, okay, cool. Now I can improve them. Now I can work on them. So that's a beautiful thing. A relationship very much is like a mirror. The other person will hold up a mirror and show you the parts of yourself that you have been hiding. Maybe you get really grumpy on a Monday and you never really realized it because you didn't really have someone in your life that would see it. By the time you would get to work, you would get your shit together. Now you have a girl who texts you on Monday and goes, hi, how's your day going? And you're like, fuck this bitch. Like, why is she texting me? Like, it's Monday. Like, yes, being in a relationship can very much be like holding a mirror up to you, which is why I say build it slowly over six months or so. Like, earn that intimacy, earn that label. Like, both of you working together to build something. Be very patient with each other. Give yourself, and this is the advice I'm going to give here, give yourself permission to suck. I was not good at relationships at the start of this one with Imogen. She was not either. We were both two train wrecks who had no idea what the hell we were doing or how it was going. Like, we were just complete messes. And we started really casual. We didn't call it a relationship until about nine months into it. We let it build. We, we earned that intimacy. We got to know each other. We talked about our fears and our doubts and all of that stuff. And we worked up to it. And so you can be very, or I would recommend you be very patient with yourself and you give yourself that permission to suck. And here's a cheat code for a relationship. Give the other person permission to suck too. They're not your enemy. And there will be plenty of times in a relationship where, or there might be plenty of times where you feel frustrated with them and you're like, you're not doing what I want. And, you know, you're believing some of your own stories about the other person. You're telling yourself like, oh, they don't respect me or they're not listening to, you know, you, you're getting yourself all stressed and angry. Give them permission to suck. Even if right now they're not, you know, you think they're doing something that annoys you and really no one can annoy you unless you let them. That's the foundation of stoicism. If you are getting annoyed, give them some permission to suck. Give yourself some permission to suck. It's okay to be annoyed in a relationship sometimes. Try and get to a point, and you'll build this over years. God, it's taken five years with Imogen to get to a point where we don't really get annoyed with each other very often. At this point, it's probably once every three months or so. Maybe less than that. And when I say annoyed, it's more like annoyed for like five minutes, ten minutes, and then we've finished talking through it and it's gone. Like... We don't really get annoyed at each other much anymore. 
but that can take years and years and years to build up too. It's patience. It's, it's doing some of the things that I said, like probably one of the biggest ones is getting those big pieces of paper out and writing down all of your fears, doubts, insecurities, everything that's bothering you, the person in traffic that pissed you off when they cut you off, like all of the little things and be doing this as an ongoing thing. Do this every single week religiously and never stop it. Imogen and I are never going to stop doing this. Do it every single week and just have that as part of the relationship. And that can bring you a lot of peace as well. Because you're letting, each time you talk through one of those things, you're letting it go. You're being okay with it. You're accepting reality the way that it is and not trying to just change everything and wish everything was different. So yes, a relationship is like a mirror. You won't be scrutinized. That's a loser's mindset. You will be understood. That's a winner's mindset. So don't worry about like, oh, she's going to judge me and criticize me. It's like, no, the only person that judges you and criticizes you is you. No one can criticize or scrutinize you unless you're doing it. You're giving, you're consenting to that, which means you're doing it. So I might talk more in future about like worrying about being criticized and scrutinized and what to do about it. But a really good couple of books on this is I Need Your Love, Is That True? by Byron Katie and Loving What Is by Byron Katie and Letting Go by David Hawkins. Those are three really good books on not stressing about being scrutinized. There's plenty more books, but those three are pretty decent. He goes on to say, a woman could cost me more money than I've ever spent before. And remember I talked earlier in the podcast about boundaries. So if something that is important to you is like, I really like my money and I like to hold on to it. You just tell her that. Again, have a winner's mindset about it. Don't say like, oh, I can't lose my money. That's like playing not to lose. Instead, say, I want to build my wealth. And then it doesn't matter if you spend money on her. And that's you're free to make that choice, by the way. You don't owe her money. For the first, I don't know, like five or six years of me getting laid and meeting women, I didn't spend a dime. I was so unbelievably poor. I've talked about this a million times. I didn't even buy like a drink for myself at a bar. I didn't even buy like a diet Pepsi or something at a bar. I would just drink water. And lots of girls would ask and say, oh, you're just drinking water. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm just saving money. Like I would just tell every single, like I I didn't spend money on anyone or anything or myself even. I was eating ramen noodles at that time. I didn't spend any money. You don't have to, but phrase it in a winner's mindset to yourself. And you can tell her too, if you want to and say, yeah, I'm trying to build my wealth or I'm building my wealth right now. So I'm saving on money. I'm not spending too much, but yeah, I love wealth. I'm trying to build that super important to me. So every time we have a date, let's find ways that are like, well, we can just like build a connection, just you and me. And we don't like go somewhere and like eat a meal or like some shit like that. Like let's, let's do something like intimate. That's like free. And it's just like getting back to the basics. You know what I mean? Let's go sit in a park together and just lie on the grass and look up at the trees and have the best date of our entire life. Let's go for a walk along, you know, the boardwalk or whatever. And just like, let's do some people watching together. Let's sit on a bench and just look at people and think about how wonderful they are. And let's tell stories about each person. Like, oh, I wonder if that woman's a drug dealer. Oh, I wonder if that guy's like secretly gay, but he hasn't told his wife yet. And, you know, she doesn't know. Like make up cool little fun, silly backstories about each person. Like you can have so many free dates, you know, casual dates or when you're in a relationship, you can spend so much time where you don't spend money. You don't have to spend money. She's not entitled to your money. And I think you're worried about this thing of like, oh, but like, what if she takes my money? She will only do that if you consent. Women aren't leeches. Like, again, for a good, like, 
three years, three to five year period, I didn't spend a dime on a woman. There was only one woman who ever asked me to. All the rest were like, yeah, that's okay. There was only one who was like, oh, are you really not going to buy me a drink? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to buy you a drink. And you're being rude right now. And she was like, seriously, you're not going to buy me a drink. And I was like, you're being really fucking rude right now. And then she pulled her head in and stopped doing that. She was actually really feminine and sweet after that. So that's the only time. And that's out of like, I don't know, a hundred women or so, probably more dates than that. Like there was only one who felt entitled to my money. They will, or people might feel entitled to your money if you think that they will be. It'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you have firm boundaries, like I did, if you say like, hey, money's super important to me. I'm building my wealth. So we're going to have a bunch of free dates. You know, we just do some more intimate stuff, stuff like have a winner's mindset, stuff that's just like, you know, I, I just want to spend time with you, get to know you. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I like to do on my dates. Every woman's going to go like, wow, that sounds lovely. I love that. And if you do meet a woman who's like, no, I like men who spend money on me. Hey, brilliant. Isn't that beautiful? You found a woman who wants what she wants. She knows what she wants. She has the integrity to ask for it. And you can go, hey, that's fucking beautiful. Do you think this is a deal breaker for you? Is this something that you really want? Is this something you're going to be unhappy with if I don't spend money, please tell me the truth. And if she tells you the truth and says, yes, I think it is important. You go, Hey, that's absolutely beautiful. I want something different. I think we're just looking for different things. I really hope you find what you're looking for. I understand that gifts and acts of service are one of your love languages. You like a guy who shows you he cares by giving you resources. I fucking get that. That's just not my love language. So I really hope you go find that dude. By the way, there's a lot of dudes that that's their love language too. Men love to give stuff. I love to give stuff now. And that's kind of one of the points that I was going to get to. At this point, as I've had more abundance, I give like you would not believe because I'm getting like I can't believe. You people just like keep signing up for coaching and keep giving me more and more money and keep giving me gratitude and keep saying like, dude, your content has changed my life. And every time I get that shit, I'm like, wow, dude, like I got to, I want to just be generous with my money. So I'll see a homeless person. I'll be like, Hey bro, here's 50 bucks. Oh, you know, Imogen will want something. I'll just fucking splash out. One of the girls that were saying, no, no, Hey, I got lunch. Don't worry about this. Like my friends, yo, yo, yo. Hey bro, I'll pay for, you know, mini golf today, or I'll pay for laser tag. I'll pay for paintball. Like, bro, don't worry about it. Like as I've become more generous, so has the rest of the world. And so there's that too. So I'm going to do future videos on money and like generosity and how giving is receiving. And the more generous you can be, it really does start to come back to you because you're not clinging tightly onto money. And then so when someone else wants to do something generous for you, you can just accept it with open arms and really take that gift and say, thank you. And you'll just take money. Like you won't be allergic to it. So I'll do a separate video on that. But at the end of the day, it's your money. You spend it however you want. My advice to all of you is always going to be be as generous as you possibly can. Even if you have no money, just do something nice for someone. Smile. Like I'm always going to say be as generous and giving and give value as much as you can financially as well. But I understand that money is something that is very, a lot of people have a lot of anxiety and tightness around. They say, this is my money. I've worked really hard to get this money. And so I'm not going to tell you guys how to spend your money. I will gently say I recommend you give away as much as you possibly can. And if you don't want to give away any money because you have goals and all of that, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I wasn't generous with my money two years ago. I didn't have much money, but I was generous with my time, with all of that. So there are other ways to be generous, but yeah, it's a separate podcast. I can, I'll, I'll do a separate podcast on that, but I really want to underline and make it clear. I'm not telling you how to spend your money. You, it's, you know, you have your own stories about money. 
believe those stories. You have your own preferences around money. You have your own desires around money, your own goals, you know, facilitate those goals, make those happen. Brilliant. But with those boundaries, please realize that you don't have to give money to a woman if you don't want to. It's your money. And even right now, you know, I say like, oh, I'm being very free with my money and my time and all of that. I'm still choosing to some extent who I give it to. You know what I mean? Like if someone comes up to me and says, hey, can I please have $50 for crack? Because I want to go and hurt myself with crack. I literally want to just like fucking pass out and hopefully I die. I'm probably not going to give them $50, am I? If someone comes up to me and says, hey, I'd like $50 so I can buy a knife to go and stab someone with it. Can you please give me money? I'm probably not going to give that person that money, am I? And so even I'm, you know, not just freely handing out money. So yeah, the same the same thing here. I guess I've, I've come to this point in a clumsy way, haven't I, for the last five minutes, but it's your money. You can spend it however you want, on whoever you want, whomever you want. And if you don't want to give it to a woman, just be very honest about that. Just say, hey, like I'm building financial wealth. I think in the future at some point, you won't be that tight about money. I think once you've earned a lot of money and you have abundance and you see that money is always, it's just the thing that exists out there and there's an abundance of it in the same way that you see that with women and dating, there is an abundance of women. You don't have to cling tightly onto one woman. We're all aiming for abundance mentality with women. But I think a lot of people don't aim for abundance mentality with money. Even entrepreneurs with tens or hundreds of millions of dollars seem to cling onto it desperately rather than just going like, oh, money is this thing that there's an abundance of. I can just make more. I don't need to cling onto this. I don't need to protect my wealth. I can just let it flow through me, let it flow to the next person. And then the next person will come along and flow some to me. Isn't that beautiful? Like it can be this beautiful thing where it just comes in and out of your life. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that concept. I hear people like Byron Katie talking about that concept. I have heard some entrepreneurs talk about that concept. Dan Henry seems to be moving slightly more in that direction. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about like true actual abundance with money. And a true abundance of money means not having to lock it down. Like just saying the money will come when I need it because I always have value to give and I can always help people and they will give me money. And even if you think you don't have an, you know, money, sorry, you don't have value to give, go outside and just try and make 10 people smile. Say, Hey, if I make you smile right now, do you think you could give me a dollar? And they'll go, okay, I guess so. And then make them smile. And then if they give you a dollar, holy shit, I have something that I can give people always. I will always be able to make people smile. Holy shit. I can always just have money. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Go try that today, by the way, everyone listening, go outside and just go up to random people and say, if I make you smile, can I have $5? If I tell you the best joke you've ever heard, can I have $5? You might have to practice it. You might tell some shitty jokes at the start and you might get some people saying no and all of that, but it is a numbers game, obviously, but do that for a little bit and you'll see, oh shit, I can just make money whenever the fuck I want. There is no like job system. There is no like corporate. Like I don't just have to go and work a nine to five and that's the only way I can earn my bread. There are people out there right now that would just give me money for like basically nothing. And then if I really want to be an entrepreneur, I could go around and ask a bunch of people, yo, hey, if I clean your garden or some shit, if I like rake your leaves, would you pay me $10? Like enough people will say, sure, yeah. Holy shit, I can make $10. You can just keep scaling that up. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm doing here, guys. I'm just saying to people, yo, hey, if I change your life, will you give me $5,000 for 12 weeks? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool, let's change your life then, bro. 
And then I do, and they're like, wow, okay, cool. Hey, thanks for the, the, the life-changing shit. I hope you enjoy the money. And I'm like, sweet, thanks, man. Like, I will always have that available. I can always help people. I don't need to cling on to my money. Money is amazing. Obviously, I'm putting my prices up. That's mostly because I'm busy as shit, and I, I just don't have the time to be working with as many people as want to work with me. But I think you get the general point that I'm making here. But yeah, maybe I'll do a separate video about money and abundance and how money is always flowing and it will always be there. It is always available in the same way that I think a lot of you really get it with women. You just understand, oh, I don't have to control and lock down and manipulate and grab hold of and cling on to a woman because at the end of the day, if she doesn't want to be with me, that's okay. I'll go talk to more women. But I don't think most people get that with money. I don't think they've ever tested it. And I've had the luxury of being able to test it for the last couple of years, right? There's been so many moments in time where I couldn't pay the bills. And I was like, I'm fucked. I'm going to be homeless next month. And I would put out a call. I would, I would post on the forums or I would send an email and I'd basically say like, guys, please help. <laughs> I, I will give you fucking discounted coaching or I will coach you for like twice as long as I normally would. Or I'll give you some extra value. Please someone sign up for coaching. And then like three or four people would be like, hey, no worries, dude, I got you. I even a couple of times reached out to a couple of my coaching clients and was like, yo, hey, I can't pay the bills right now. If you pay up front for the next six months of coaching, I will give you a 20% discount and you'll be helping me pay the bills. And they're like, yeah, no worries, bro. That sounds good, dude. Like you're giving me a 20% discount. Fuck yeah, man. Like, yes, please. Here you go. And dude, I was able to pay the bills. The number of times I've done that, I've done that about like I don't know, like 10 times in total over the last four years. And that has really taught me, okay, over the last like three years, that has taught me, holy shit, money is just out there. And it, again, if I didn't have the base, the community that I've built up, I would go outside to people and say, hey, listen, like money's really tight right now. I really need some money. Uh, what can I do for you? How can I give you value? I would just make you smile or I'll do chores at your house. What do you need from me? How can I help you? If you could help me pay the bills. And then we have this beautiful relationship where you're helping me pay the rent. I do something nice for you. Like, is there something I can do for you right now? If I go and ask 200 people that, fuck man, one of them's going to give me a goddamn job. One of them's going to be like, you know what, son? Holy fuck. Like, I really respect this hustle. Yeah, come work for me, dude. You can come and clean my, you can, at my company, we, we clean how we clean pools or some shit. We'll train you up, dude. Don't worry about it. Like we'll pay We'll start you off at this rate and then we'll put you up to this rate. Like, just come work for us, dude. Like, you know, can you start on Monday? And you're like, bro, yes. Thank you. Holy shit. Like if you just go and ask 200 people that there is always money around you. There is, you're just not in tune with it. You're not in vibration with it or frequency with it. So I'll shut the fuck up now on that topic. That's got to be a separate podcast, but I know I went on a big long rant there. But yeah, I would, I would focus on having more of a winner's mindset with money rather than going like, oh man, I'm so worried that this woman is going to cost me more money. Even if she did cost you more money, which I don't know how she would because it's your money. But even if she did cost you more money, just make more money. Just say to her, hey, like, listen, being with you is costing me more money. Like, let's brainstorm ways that we can make more money. And this is more like a relationship. This isn't a casual relationship, casual relationship. You're probably not going to say like, Hey, help me make more money. That's more like once you're in a relationship, you know, my time with Imogen, it's like, yes, Imogen costs me more money. Technically I am paying her rent. I am paying her food bills. I'm paying all of her bills. I'm paying everything. Why? Because two years ago, was it two years ago? A year, a year and a year and a half ago, whatever, whatever, a year or so ago, 
we had a conversation where I was like, listen, I really need some help with my coaching business. With everything I'm doing, if I had someone working with me like full time alongside me, I just, I can see all the ways where I could actually just have more free time and make more money and, and go all in with this thing. I'm struggling right now to build this by myself. If you quit your job, I will pay all your bills and we just go all in with this together. And it was really scary. And we talked about it for a while and she goes, okay, okay, okay. And so technically Imogen costs me more money than I would ever spend before, right? She does. I'm, pay- I'm supporting two people right now, or we are supporting two people right now. But do you know how much value I have gotten out of that? Do you know how easy it is to build something when you have a partner with you, like someone who's all in with the business with you? Oh my God, this is like fucking a hundred times easier. All the bullshit tasks that I don't have to do because she does them, answering all the emails, booking all the coaching calls in, like doing all the, the like taking all the money and like handling all the tax and the accountants and all of that stuff. I don't have to do any of that shit. Setting up a company so that we're, our tax debt is like less, like all of that shit. I don't have to do any of that bullshit because she does it. And so a woman might cost you more money. This is more for a long term. I wouldn't do that shit with a casual relationship, obviously. Imogen and I at that point had been together for like three years. Okay. So please don't massively share finances in your first two years of a relationship. I think that's goofy as fuck. Do whatever you want to, but like, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. But she costs me more and a woman might cost you more, but they might also give you an insane amount of value for that. And again, at the end of the day, you spend your money on whatever the hell you want to spend your money on. It's your money. You know what I mean? If you want to have boundaries and say, hey, listen, I'm building financial freedom. I'm I'm keeping it super light and super you know tight. I don't want to spend money on shit. I want to save a bunch of money. Like have a winner's mindset about it. I want to save a bunch of money. You say it like that. And she'll either be on board or she won't. All right. His final fear is that he doesn't deserve to have the kind of girlfriend he actually wants. He says, redheads are rare and his family won't approve. I'm a pretty unsentimental guy. So to me, business and success goals feel quite natural, but my woman goals are more unexplored. Yeah. So you only have that doubt because you haven't really gone all in with this. And so you have this sort of fear of like, well, I don't even know if this will work. And the answer is obviously to go all in. Almost nothing I could say would make you feel better right now other than you actually taking action. There's almost nothing I can make you f- I can say to make you feel better. And anyone else who feels the same of like, oh, I just don't know if I can find the relationship I want. I can't really tell you anything that'll make you feel better other than like, just go and try. Just give yourself permission to suck at it. Try. Realize that a lot of the kind of girlfriend that this guy wants or the kind of anything that any of you want, a lot of that is built. What I mean by that is don't necessarily go out and try and find the perfect girlfriend or the perfect boyfriend. You might find them and no one's perfect. No, okay. No one's perfect. But what is often the case is you find someone who's like got potential, like an unpolished diamond, and they're extremely open to self-improvement and they show you that they have already achieved some goals or they're currently in the process of achieving some big goals. And you go, holy shit. I'm willing to build something with you. Are you willing to build something with me? And again, like build that up over six months or so. Don't don't have that conversation on day one of the relationship, right? That's just a casual relationship. Wait till like six months or so or build it up over six months. You sit down, you say, yo, I want to fucking build something with you. You seem like you have a lot of potential. You know, there are some qualities that I would like from a relationship and I don't think you're there yet, but you are moving in that direction. Do you think you want that thing? And she will say, yeah, I really want that. I'm just not there yet. 
And maybe one thing that she wants is like financial freedom and independence. And you're not there yet. And she goes, I'd really love a man who's just a fucking millionaire. And we just get to travel around and do whatever we want and build a relationship and have a wife and have kids and have this beautiful relationship. And I'm just like the loving wife. That's what I want. You're not there yet, but I think you want to get there and I can see you moving towards it. And you're like, yeah, I definitely want to be there. And I want you to be that like really hot, sexy wife. And maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you have some weight to lose, but you're in the gym every day. And this is something that's important to you. And you want to be the best version of you, like whatever it is that you guys want, both of your goals. If you can see that you're both moving towards that, a lot of a solid relationship can be built. The vast majority of it can be. And that's why I say take your time before you get serious in a relationship, like build up to it, to see if the people, if if both of you are actually serious about building your goals, or if it's just kind of like you're putting on your best face and pretending, but you're not actually really super serious about building things. That's why I say, take your time building something and find someone who's hardcore into self-improvement and the rest will kind of follow. I was definitely an unpolished diamond when I met Imogen. I really was. I was a fuck boy. All I really cared about at that point was getting laid. I wasn't on this enlightened spiritual journey that I'm on right now. I wasn't necessarily trying to be peaceful and loving and generous and kind to other people. I wasn't mean, but I wasn't like trying to be generous. I wasn't a lot of the things, I wasn't super communicative. I was I was pretty honest. I was pretty honest with her, but I was nowhere near as good at communication as I am right now. It was nowhere near as important to me as it is right now. I didn't have the best body at the time. Like there are a lot of things that I built with Immy. And there are a lot of things that she built. She was not that communicative. She was not as honest. She definitely wasn't as confident. She wasn't as classy and womanly. She was more like a scared little girl all of the time. She was very immature and naive. And not immature in a bad way, more like naive. She was very innocent and naive. And now she's a lot more worldly and understanding and compassionate. She's she's really grown into a very, very, very strong, capable woman. And she's grown that. If I had, at, at, and this is why I say take your time building a relationship. If I had, when she was, when we first met, if I had said, do I think that I could build a relationship with this person? I probably would have said no. That's why we were patient in the first three months. It was just casual. That's why I say build it up. She showed me quite a few signs early on within the first like month or two where she wanted to be into self-improvement. You know, the first thing she showed me was like, I've really wanted to lose weight my whole life. Do you think that I should? And I was like, well, there are no shoulds. Like, do you want to? And she's like, I really do. And I was like, okay. Like, go download this app, MyFitnessPal, start counting your calories. She came back a week later. She's like, okay, I've done that. I've been doing that. What next? And I was like, oh, okay. Holy shit. Okay. She might actually be serious. All right. Uh, Go get a coach. And she did that. All right. Start going to the gym. And she did that. Like, everything I would gently say she would do. And it was very clear that she was hungry for self-improvement. She then quit university. She then went and got an internship at a place where you normally need a couple of years work experience and a university degree. And she didn't have either of those things, but she hustled for like three months and built this amazing like resume and project and like portfolio. And she took coffee and muffins and she went door knocking on a bunch of different firms and eventually one of them was like holy shit like we love your balls like yeah come in on monday and we'll see if there's some work for you she worked there for free for a couple of months and then they said you know what you're doing great work holy shit we're just gonna pay you 30 dollars an hour and she was like holy shit i have saved myself like three years of university and then work experience working as an intern holy shit so you know and then she went on to do a bunch of big things 
she approached 15 strangers and had like 15 minute conversations with them, like just randomly talking and making friends and stuff like that. That was terrifying for her. She had a lot of social phobia, a lot of anxiety around that. She just kept evolving. She lost weight. She worked on her bulimia and her binge eating. Like there were just so many things that she kept improving. And it was very clear, like, okay, this woman is on some like insane trajectory. Like I won't even recognize her one year from now. I already don't recognize her now from, and it's only been like six months of this shit. Like, and then we got to the nine month point. And yeah, that was when we had the conversation of like, yo, I think we're building something. Isn't that what this, I think we're already girlfriend and boyfriend. We just haven't even sat down and actually discussed it. I think we're pretty much boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And she was like, yeah. And then, you know, after a year or so, we had a, a conversation where I was like, yo, what are, are we actually serious here? Like, are we really serious? Is this like, you know, I grab your hand, you grab my hand, and we just like run towards like, we shoot for the stars. Is that what this is? And she was like, I think so. And I remember we had this conversation one day. We were both tripping on LSD, actually, and we'd we'd really just done so much processing on LSD and, you know, it was really helpful for us, actually. And we were there and I said, like, what do you want? And she's, like, crying and she was afraid to ask for it. And I was like, what do you actually want from this? And she's like, I want this to be, like, a fucking amazing, she didn't say fucking, but I want this to be an amazing relationship. I want you to stay with me for as long as you're possibly able to. I want you to stay for 50 years if you can give me that. And I was like, hell yeah, I can give you that. Can you give me 50 years? And she was like, yeah, I could. And again, this was after about a year and a half of being together. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can definitely give you that. 50 years, easy, done, yeah. And so that was it. That was the moment where it's like, and we'd been building up to that again. But it was like, okay, like this woman is dead serious about her life. She's so incredibly supportive of me and pushes me to be my best version of myself. I'm doing the same with her. Brilliant. So- yeah, I, I'd really just want to underline that point that the kind of girlfriend that this guy might want or the kind of girlfriend or boyfriend that a lot of you might want, you can build that. And so that can kind of take some of the pressure off, right? Like you're not necessarily going out and finding this perfect woman or this perfect guy. You might not be ready for that person. And kind of like, that's what this guy is saying. He's like, I don't know if I deserve to have the kind of girlfriend that I want. It's like, you might not. Like you might have some weight to lose or you might just like not be fully liking yourself or you might not have the money that you want to have. You might not be in a position where the kind of woman or guy that wants you, sorry, the kind of woman or guy that you want, they might, it's not that you can't get them. I'm not saying that, but like they might not even pay attention to you. The good news is you find someone who's got potential, an unpolished diamond, and you work on that and build that with them. Or... Or, and I would encourage you to do both of these things, you work on your own self-improvement. And this guy is, and I recommend all of you do that, men and women, work on your self-improvement so that the kind of people that you do want will pay some attention to you, will, will listen to you, will give you a chance. And obviously you can, you, know, you can get a chance by just talking to a lot of people, obviously playing the numbers game, but all of this helps. Self-improvement helps. People will realize you take yourself more seriously and then they will take you more seriously. But yeah, I really want to underline that you can find someone who's, who ticks your boxes right now, but they're on a trajectory where they're like, oh, wow, this person could like really tick a lot of my boxes. So to be clear, I still really liked Imi at the start. I was still really attracted to her. Like the sex was great, but she definitely was an unpolished diamond. And so was I. Again, I was a fuck boy. You know, I was just trying to have sex. That's not ultimately what she was looking for, but you find that unpolished diamond and you just see if something, if you can build something together. And that's about having a winner's mindset. Everything that I've said in this podcast is about having a winner's mindset and playing to win, building something. So, 
that's what I will finish up with. You know, this guy says he's, I guess as we, uh, the final thing where he says, my family won't approve. It's like, the good news is you don't need their fucking approval. So some books I would recommend on that. I Need Your Love, Is That True? by Byron Katie. I would read that. No More Mr. Nice Guy, I would read that. And When I Say No, I Feel Guilty, I would read that. The good news is you don't have to give a fuck what your family thinks. What do you give a fuck what your family thinks? If they're not going to approve, that's their business. Don't be in their business. Go like, cool, they're allowed to not approve. Why am I trying to, why do I care what they approve of? Why am I in their head going like, oh, I wish you would approve of my girlfriend. Like, please, like, no, you can't control someone else's headspace. That's their business. And when you're over there in their business, worrying about their headspace and if they approve or not, you're not here for yourself. Who's worrying about your business? What about what you approve of? Do you approve of this woman that you're with or that you're going to be with? If the answer is yes, cool. You've made the decision that you approve of it. But when you're over there worrying about their approval and what they might think, you're not even stopping to ask yourself like, wait, what do I want? Do I like this woman? And so, yeah, as, as best you can, focus on what you want and obviously what the woman wants that you're with. And your family will eventually either approve or they won't. Even if for the rest of their life, they never approve. Okay, cool. You and your woman have the best relationship of all time and your family don't approve. That's fine. It's still the best relationship of all time. Your family just didn't approve. And I'll say this gently. One day they, actually, I'm going to say it bluntly. One day they'll be fucking dead. (laughs) So, oh, my family don't approve. Well, hey, they're going to fucking die one day. Do I want to then continue after they're fucking dead? with some woman that they approve of, but I don't really like? Do I want to spend the rest of my life after they're dead and they're not even there, just trying to get their approval? Or would I rather get with someone that I actually want to be with and they're either going to be on board with it or they're not? That's entirely their fucking choice and their stories and their bullshit. They can believe whatever they want. They can approve or not approve of whoever they want. But when they're dead, hey, cool. Hey, great. They're dead now. I don't care. Like, And not that you're going to be that cold about it, but I think you get the point that I'm trying to clumsily make. It's like, at some point they'll be dead, and the only thing that will be left is you and the decision that you have made or not made. And that's why I say the the only thing that matters, the only person you need to worry about, the only person you're trying to please, so to speak, is yourself. You're the one that has to look in the mirror and say, gee whiz, I don't really like this woman that I'm with, but I'm only with her because my family approve of her. What the fuck am I doing? You're the one that has to lay your head on the pillow and go to sleep at night and ask yourself whether or not you're you're happy with the decisions you've made. And so I wouldn't stress so much. I'd, I'd do your best to not stress so much about like getting your family's approval or what they might think because that's their business. You know what I mean? Like if they want to not approve, that's their choice. They're allowed to make that choice and you can make the choice to be with someone that you want to be with. So I hope this podcast was helpful, ladies and gentlemen. I know I went off on a big side tangent there about money. I really do want to do a video on that topic. I think I was a little clumsy with my my thinking there because I was kind of freestyling it. I freestyle all these podcasts, by the way, in case that's not clear. But yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have another crack at it. But I definitely think there's some nuggets in there. And I think I've I've definitely learned something when it comes to money in terms of like, if I'm just free with giving it away, or it doesn't even have to be money, if I'm just free with giving my time away and my love and my like help to all of you, money just seems to flow to me way easier. And I think a big part of it is because then I don't feel guilty when people want to give me money because I've been very generous with my money and with my time and all of that. 
And so when they go, hey, I'd like to give you money. I'm like, cool, thank you. Whereas in the past, people were trying to give me money and I would like not accept it. Or I would give them discounts that they didn't even ask for because I felt guilty. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of using this guy. I'm charging too much. Whereas now because I'm giving away so much, I can quite comfortably sit here and say my one-on-one coaching is $50,000, which is an insane amount of money for six months. I can feel very good about that because it's like, even if nobody pays me that, holy shit, look at everything I've given away. Even if someone does pay me that, I'm like, I'm going to change this motherfucker's life. I'm going to give him $500,000 worth of value. I'm going to change his goddamn life and the entire trajectory of the rest of his life and set him up for millions of dollars if that's what he wants and an abundance with money if that's what he wants and being able to be in the same position as me and just letting the money flow through you. I'm going to get him the dating life he wants, the relationships that he wants, the friendships, the body, all of that. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to give this guy like a million dollars worth of value. I'm going to change his life. And I can feel very comfortable in that because I've been very generous with that stuff. So then I hope none of this comes across as me jerking myself off. I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm generous. Not at all. It's more just to show you how money can flow in and out. So I'll do a separate podcast on that at some point. I love this question. I love these questions. I really appreciate all of you for opening up and being so like honest with me all the time. It's really freaking cool. It's really, really nice. I think we have a really good community where everyone's like so unbelievably brutally honest. You know, I call it autistically honest. We just like fucking say what's in our head. And I don't think there's a lot of communities. Okay, there are there are a lot of communities, but it feels very special to have built one alongside all of you where everyone is this unbelievably honest and blunt and just pours out all the stuff that they wouldn't tell anybody else or haven't told other people yet. So I really appreciate all of you. Like I said, I have that coaching I will leave links in the description to that. And if that is out of your price range, I also have group coaching, which right now is $7,000 for 12 weeks of group coaching with me and my good friend Cam from Radical Improvements. The two of us will coach the living shit out of you, get you your dreams and your goals and all of that stuff. If that is out of your price range, guess what? I am also offering, right now I'm offering them for $500, like sit down with me for an hour and I'm happy if they go a little bit over time and we sit there for an hour and a half or something. But yeah, $500 is my lowest price point. You can sit down with me for an hour or so and talk through everything you might want to talk about. If that is out of your price range, hey, guess what? I got some forums and they're completely free. Go on there. Everybody is amazing on their super supportive community over there. They will help you push you with your goals and all of that. So there are no excuses. Money is not an excuse because you can change your goddamn life for free and you don't even need me. You can go change your life right now by any of the millions of people that have given free information on YouTube, on Spotify, everywhere else. Like there really are no excuses. Hey, go make something beautiful with your life. Go out there and crush those goals and have a wonderful goddamn time doing it.